Welcome to the Calvary Assembly podcast with weekly messages from Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Colossians chapter 3. We are doing a series. This is something we do every summer. It's kind of a fun series. It's uh, some of you like it more than others, I know. Um, but this is, uh, we're looking at truth found in movies. So we call it At the Movies. Uh, we're looking at, at just movies that have come out over the last couple of years. And how many of you know movies tell stories? All right. All right, thank you. How many of you know that stories can tell truth? And how many of you know that all truth is from God at the source, right? So we can find truth in lots of different ways and... Um, so what we're looking at today, this is Spider-Man into the, or across the Spider-Verse. And actually what I did is I cheated a little because um, I'm actually going to talk about kind of both Spider-Man, Spider-Verse movies together because uh, they tell one story. Uh, how many of you have seen one of these? Into the Spider-Verse, the animated Sony ones. They, they take a little getting used to because the animation looks like a comic book. But guys, I'll tell you, I mean, I'm a Spider-Man fan. But these are great movies. They're, they're some of the better Spider-Man movies that are out there, but actually just some of the better movies that are out there. They're great. They're clean. They tell a great story. And um, we can learn a lot from these. And so what we're going to do today is look at kind of these two and just kind of look at what God can show us. So I'm going to show you the trailer for this is the second movie, and then we'll get into it. I didn't ice your game, man. No one my age says those words in that order. It's just hard to see my little man not being my little boy all the time. Yeah. For years, I've been taking care of this little boy. Making sure he is loved that he feels like he belongs wherever he wants to be. He wants to go out into the world and do great big things. Not bad, kid. And what I worry about most... I love you, Miles. ...is they won't look out for you like us. Miles! Wanna get out of here? Wherever you go from here, you have to promise to take care of that little boy for me. Make sure he never forgets where he came from. And he never doubts that he is loved. And he never lets anyone tell him that he doesn't belong there. You gotta promise, Miles. I promise. All right, so these movies, I think that was my mistake on the trailer. I had to edit some of these a little bit. And if you're watching online, I apologize, you won't be able to see the, the clips. We have the license to show them here, but we can't show them online. So, so really, these movies are about finding your identity. Um, 
many of you have seen or read Spider-Man. Well, this is kind of the newer Spider-Man. His name is Miles Morales. He's a kid that's kind of taking over for Spider-Man. And uh, I've read some articles, and they say that he's more relatable to people because he's, uh, his dad's African-American, his mom is Puerto Rican, and he's an unlikely hero. And how many of you guys have ever felt like unlikely to be used by God? You ever been there? Feel like, you know, could God really use me with all my faults? That's how Miles felt uh, and still feels. And so these movies are kind of about him becoming Spider-Man. You know the story, he gets bit by a spider inherits these spider powers, and he's trying to grow into Spider-Man. And so what we're going to look at today is how God can use us and help us find our purpose in life. Because how many of you know God has things he wants us to do? Yeah. If you don't know that, God has things he wants you to do. God has gifted you uniquely. He's made you uniquely you. And he has things he wants you to do. And as we grow in Christ, we kind of grow into our purpose as God's people. So Colossians chapter 3 is where we're going to go today. If you have the Version Bible app, you can look in there. Uh, the notes are there. Colossians chapter 3. And Paul is speaking to the church in Colossae, and he's talking about how they're supposed to grow and how they're supposed to grow into who they are in Christ. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, he says this. Since you've been raised to new life with Christ... Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with those other things. All right? So... We're supposed to get rid of all this stuff and start thinking about what? Who we are in Christ. He says, set your minds on things above, right? Set your mind on things above, not the stuff in this world all the time. So, guys, how do we live our lives with purpose? That's what Spider-Man teaches us, how to live with purpose, how to live with who you're supposed to be how to live who Christ called us to be. So how do we do this? Well, first, to live with purpose, guys, we have to start with a vision of what we want our lives to be. To live with purpose, and I typoed on there, I put love with purpose. Oops, I'm sorry. On this next slide coming up here. But to live with purpose, we have to start with a vision of what we want our life. I guess you can love with purpose too, I guess. But we have to start with a vision of what we want life to be. How many of you have a vision for what you feel like God wants your life to be? I hope some of you do. How many of you know that when we have a vision, we have an idea, it makes it easier to find it? It makes it easier to get there. I don't know if you guys ever do projects. If you ever buy a motorcycle, a motorcycle is not just a motorcycle. A motorcycle is a constant project, okay? You always have it. So I know when, when I got this motorcycle I had, I had this vision of what I wanted it to look like someday. And I kind of been moving slowly, gradually in that direction, Right? We have that for our families. This is what I want my family to look like down the road. This is what I want my career to look like down the road. This is what I want my marriage to look like. And we move towards that, what? Purpose, that picture, right? So we have to start with a vision of what we want our lives to look like. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, Paul says, We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. 
Did you catch that? He planned for you long ago. Jesus has a plan for your life. He has things he wants you to do. And it doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are, how educated or uneducated, how talented or lacking talent. He's given you those things and he wants you to do something. So we're going to see a little scene here. This is, Miles gets bit by a spider and he eventually starts becoming Spider-Man. We'll see kind of how he, this is a great scene, how he kind of learns to deal with these things. That's weird. My pants shrink. I think I hit puberty. I gotta get my pants. Wait, why is the voice in my head so loud? What? Oh, are you okay? What? Why am I so sweaty? Why are you so sweaty? It's a puberty thing. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I'm not going through puberty. I did, but I'm done. I'm a man. So you're like new here, right? We got that in common. Yeah, that's one thing. Cool, yeah. I'm Miles. I'm Gwanda. Wait, your name is Gwanda? Yes, it's African. I'm South African. Uh, no accent though, because I was raised here. Do the shoulder touch now before she walks away. Why is this so scary? Am I doing this in slow motion or does it just feel that way? I'm kidding. It's Wanda, no G. That's crazy. <laughs> hey. Okay, then. Uh, I'll see you around. Oh, see you. Hey! Um. Um, can you let go, please? I ow, ow, can't ow! Calm let down. go! It's fine, just. Ow. 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 Miles, let go! Been on it. It's just puberty. I don't think you know what puberty is. Just relax. Okay, I have a plan. I'm going to pull really hard. That's a terrible plan. One. Don't do this. Two. Three. Nice to meet you. Sure. Total pleasure. You can go ahead and go on. No one saw. It's okay. So he starts to become Spider-Man, and kind of the whole, kind of the joke of this whole part of the movie is him trying to learn how to tame those things. But he finds a comic book of Spider-Man and realizes that that's kind of who he's becoming. And so he kind of patterns his life after that. And so, guys, if we want to live with purpose, we need to have a vision of where we want our lives to go. We need to have a vision of what we want our lives to look like. Where do we find that vision of what we want our lives to look like? Here, right? He found it in a comic book. We find it in the pages of God's Word. Paul gives us this picture of what our future should look like. In Philippians 2, 5 through 8, he says, You must have the same attitude that Christ had. Though he was God, he didn't think of equality with God as something to be cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges, took the humble position of a slave, and was born as a human. When he appeared in a human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. So we see that Miles is patterning his life after Spider-Man. We pattern our lives after who? Don't say Spider-Man. Christ, right? 
We pattern our lives after Christ. So we need to have this vision. This is what Jesus did. This is how I'm going to live my life. And I think this is how Jesus wants me to live my life. That's how we live with purpose. And then we, we grow towards that goal. There's this great scene in the movie. I didn't show it, but Miles buys a Spider-Man costume. He realizes he's becoming Spider-Man, so he buys this costume. And he actually buys it from Stan Lee in the movie, who's the guy who actually created Spider-Man. And he said, so what happens if the costume doesn't fit? And Stan Lee says this great line. He says, the costume always fits eventually. In other words, you grow into who you're supposed to be. And it's this great line because, guys, we see this picture. I don't know about you, but when I first gave my life to Christ, I looked in Scripture and I said, it is going to take forever to get to be more like Jesus, especially where I'm starting, right? You ever feel that way? I still feel that way. But we grow into it. It's called sanctification. It's this process where we become more like Christ. And so we start doing that. We, we find the goals for our lives in Scripture. We start growing towards that. And, we, and how do we see it? We see our growth towards those goals by recognizing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. In Galatians chapter 5, Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit. He, he says it produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. We see those things in our lives start popping up. That's how we know we're becoming more like Christ. Miles realized he was getting taller. You know, oh, my pants shrank, right? Some of our pants shrink, but not because we're getting taller, right? And so he realized he was getting bigger. He was growing into who Spider-Man was. We see in our lives, as we become more like Christ, what starts happening? We start recognizing, wow, I'm more gentle than I used to be. I'm more faithful than I used to be. I'm more kind than I used to be. Jesus is working inside of me. That's exciting, right? How many of you guys have ever come across something like, you know, that used to have made me really upset, but now it doesn't as much? That's the Holy Spirit working in us, right? That's the Holy Spirit working in us. And so we grow in our purposes. So also to live with purpose, we have to realize that our lives are part of a bigger story. Our lives are part of a bigger story. We've talked about in the past, our lives are connected, right? Everything we do in life is connected. Decisions I make today are going to affect me down the road. The decisions I make affect my family. Decisions my family makes affect me, right? We're connected that way. And guys, as Christians, we realize that our lives are part of a bigger story. I love this passage in 1 Peter chapter 1. <coughs> Peter's talking about the prophets of old. And I'm going to skip this next scene because it's just the quality is not real great. I was going to maybe show it, maybe not. I'm going to skip this next clip. But there's a scene in the new Spider-Man movie where Miles goes to Spider-HQ. He realizes that there are different universes and different spider people in all these different verses. And if you watch the movie, there's a spider pig. Uh, he likes to eat. It's kind of funny. There's a spider cowboy with a horse with a mask. And he says, why does a horse need a mask? And he said, to protect his identity, <laughs> of course. Uh, there's a spider T-Rex. I mean, there's all these different spider people. But he realizes that everything he does is connected. He's part of a bigger story. And guys, we know that Jesus has placed us in our lives, in our families, for a purpose, right? You may say, you know, my family is a little bit of a circus. Yeah, and he puts you there. You're one of the monkeys in it, right? He's, he's placed you in that for a reason, He's placed us 
for reason. In, in 1 Peter chapter 1, Peter's talking about the prophets of old. And I love this. It says, this salvation, talking about Jesus coming to earth, this salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterward. They were told their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It's so wonderful, even the angels are eagerly watching for these things to happen. In other words, when the prophets in the Old Testament wrote all these things about Christ, they were writing them not for their benefit, but for whose? For ours. They prophesied, they went through things in the Old Testament so that we could have the hope of Christ today. They weren't doing things for them and for their generation. They were doing them for us. How many of you know we're part of a bigger story? And we realize that when we realize we're part of a bigger story, we're willing to make sacrifices. So let's think of it this way. How many of you are willing to give up things now so your kids can have a better life later? Right? Most of us work not for ourselves, but for our families, for our kids, for the generations coming after us. You know, one of the things Amy and I love doing, we love doing premarital counseling, talking with new couples who are getting married. And one of the things we always tell them is you get to decide what your family is going to be. You get to decide what your marriage is going to be. You get to write that next chapter down the road. You get to change things. And we tell them, think about things you wish your parents would have done differently. You get to do that, right? What do you wish your parents had done different? Now you get to make that choice. What did your parents do great? You get to continue that, right? And so we're part of a bigger story, guys. As Christians, as Christ followers, we're part of a bigger church. We're part of a church that speaks English. We're part of a church that speaks Spanish. We're part of a church that speaks French. All these things, we're part of a bigger story. And so we're willing to find our purpose and make sacrifices. One of the things in the movie, Peter Parker, and then all of a sudden down the road, Miles Morales realizes that they're not alone. They're not the only Spider-Man. They're part of a bigger picture. And so they're willing to make those sacrifices. And guys, as Christ followers, we're doing things for those who don't yet know Christ. Guys, some of you give sacrificially to missions every month. Why do you do that? So that other people can find Christ. So missionaries can take the gospel to other lands. Because it's not just about us, right? You guys give your tithes and offerings. Why do we do things? Why do we buy church vans? So that kids can come to church and find Jesus, right? Why do we fix holes in sheetrock and holes in ceiling and holes in carpet and all these things? Well, so kids can find Jesus. So families can grow together. Because it's more than just us. And so when we realize we're part of a bigger story, we're willing to make sacrifices and live with purpose. <laughs> when we realize we're part of a bigger story, we're willing to invest in the coming generations. Most of what we do isn't just for ourselves. It's for those coming after, right? We're willing to make those. Some of you guys get up early and come to church every week to teach Sunday school so the kids can grow in their knowledge. Some of you get up and change diapers in the nursery so that eventually those kids can find Jesus. And then you can tell stories later on. I changed your diaper and you were this big, you know. <laughs> Don't you talk to me that way. Like, right? And so we do those things so that those generations can find Christ. And we realize, when we realize we're part of a bigger story, we find purpose 
for our lives. Paul says that we are God's masterpiece, right? To do the good works that he planned in advance for us to do. God has a purpose for you being here. God has a purpose for you being in the family you are, in the country that you're in. God has a purpose for putting you where you are at this time period so that he can use you to change generations. And then last, to live with purpose, we have to honor the past by advancing the kingdom. What does that mean? How many of you guys know that someone invested in you and that's why you're where you're at today? Somebody invested in you so that you could find Jesus and you could grow and you were where you are today. Maybe it was your parents. Maybe it was your grandparents. Maybe it was a Sunday school teacher. One of the things I love is hearing people say, oh man, I remember Miss Ella teaching me as a kid or I remember Mr. Randy or Miss Linda or any of these that have been teaching for generations. Miss Shelley, they taught me as a kid and now I'm an adult raising a godly family of my own. God used you. And so to live with purpose, we have to honor the past by advancing the kingdom. I want to show you just a, a little scene from the end of the, the first movie here, kind of him growing into who he is. Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? For real this time. This is it. My name is Miles Morales. I was bitten by a radioactive spider, and for like two days, I've been the one and only Spider-Man. I think you know the rest. I finished my essay. I saved a bunch of people hit by a drone. I did this with my dad. Met my roommate, finally. Slapped a sticker where my dad's never gonna find it. And when I feel alone, like no one understands what I'm going through, I remember my friends who get it. I never thought I'd be able to do any of this stuff, but I can. Anyone can wear the mask. You could wear the mask. If you didn't know that before, I hope you do now. Because I'm Spider-Man. And I'm not the only one. Not by a long shot. So he kind of grew into it and realized who he was and that he wasn't alone. So to live with purpose, guys, we need to honor those who have invested in us by doing what? Advancing the kingdom, moving it forward. And I love what Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. He says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 and into 11 chapter, or verse 1, he says, Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Don't give offense to Jews and Gentiles or the church of God. I try to please everyone in everything I do. I don't just do what's best for me. I do what's best for others so that many can be saved. And you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. So we advance the kingdom by remembering what Christ did for us. We remember what Jesus did for us. 
How many of you deserved the grace that God gives us? None of us, right? None of us. But sometimes we expect other people to earn it, and we can't. We have to remember that Jesus gave us grace freely. We need to pass that grace on freely as well. He offered it to us. There was an English preacher named John Bradford in the 1500s, and he was standing in the courtyard in England, and he was watching people going up the gallows to be hanged for their crimes. He was a preacher, remember. He was watching criminals getting ready to be hanged, and he said this famous word. Many of you have probably heard it. It says, but for the grace of God, go I. There, go I. You heard that? He said, if it wasn't for God's grace, I'd be right there with those guys. He was recognizing that he didn't deserve God's grace, and it was the only thing that kept him from being just like those others. And guys, none of us, none of us deserve the grace that God gives. And that's what protects us. That's what moves us. And so that's what moves us to share that grace with others. Whether it's right here in town, whether it's on the mission field somewhere, going on a missions trip, whether it's in your community, wherever you are, God's grace is what propels us and moves us forward, helps us move the kingdom forward. So we advance the kingdom by remembering what Jesus did for us, and we advance the kingdom by using our gifts wisely. Using our gifts. God has gifted each and every one of us. And guys, I know it's easy to, to look at these guys up here on the worship team and, and think, wow, I wish I could do that. Wow, I wish I had rhythm. You know, I wish I could clap on beat even, right? Some of those things. But God has given us all different giftings. God has gifted some of you to be great prayer warriors. God has gifted some of you to be great encouragers. God has gifted some of you to be great helpers. God has gifted some of you to be great speakers and teachers and, and moms and dads. Whatever those giftings are, use those to share the gospel. Advance the kingdom by using those gifts wisely. We've, we've all read the, the parable of the good Samar- or the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, 14. And basically, that whole parable says, you're responsible, I'm responsible to use the giftings that God has given us to do what? Advance the kingdom, right? To use those things. So use the places God puts us to advance the kingdom. And then last, we advance the kingdom by giving of our resources wisely. And that's kind of what this whole movie was about. Both of these movies are about Miles using the giftings that he'd been given by this radioactive spider to... To do what? To make the world better. And that's what we're supposed to do. Take the giftings that God has given us and use them to advance the kingdom. And those gifts are our talents and abilities. Those gifts are finances. Those gifts are time. And so whatever it is that God has given you, he expects us to use those things wisely. And that's, guys, how we live with purpose. We live with purpose by using these things God has given us, having a vision of what God wants our lives to look like. Some of us need to take some time to say, Lord, show me what my life is supposed to be. Show me what you want me to do. Show me what you, how you want me to spend my life. Give me a vision for my marriage. Give me a vision for my family. Give me a vision for the ministry that you've given me. We also live with purpose by realizing that our lives are part of a bigger story. We're not just here to use our resources to be comfortable. (laughs) We're here to to use what God has given us to further the kingdom and to help those coming after us have a chance at the gospel. And we live with purpose by investing and advancing the kingdom, by honoring what God has poured into us, 
by using it with others. So I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. So even if you're not a Spider-Man fan, you can learn, right? God can teach us from a little dude that got bit by a spider. He can help us learn to, to live with purpose. And so, man, God, today my prayer is that God would give us a vision of what he wants our lives to look like and how he wants us to work together with others to build a kingdom. Because it's not just about me, it's not just about you, it's not just about us who are here today, but about those who are coming down the line. So Lord, I just pray that you would speak to each and every one of us today, right where we are. Lord, would you speak to us? Help us to have a vision for what you want our lives to look like, what kind of purpose you've given us. Lord, I pray that you would give us a vision. Lord, I pray you'd help us to see that, that we're connected, and it's not just about us, but it's about also those who are coming after us. And Lord, also, would you give us a vision of what you want our lives to be and, and how we can invest and advance the kingdom. Lord, that it wouldn't just be about us being comfortable. It would be about reaching that next generation and investing in that next generation, investing in those around us who need to know the gospel. So I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes this morning. And if you're here today and say, you know, Pastor Rex, I've never asked Christ to forgive my sins. I've never started this relationship with him, but I want to start that today. I want to start a relationship with Christ. So that you would just slip your hand up right where you're at. We want to pray with you right where you are. You're here this morning and say, you know, I just really need a vision for what God wants for me. I just need this picture in my mind of what what God wants to do with my life. I don't have that, but I want that. If that's you, would you slip your hand up? I just want to pray with you today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you're here this morning and say, you know, I just need to realize that life's about more than just me. It, it's so easy to get kind of closed in on myself. I just need to realize that I'm part of a bigger picture, and, and I want God to use me in that bigger picture. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up? Yeah, absolutely. And last, if you say, you know, I really need to be advancing the kingdom. I, I haven't done a lot with what I have, but I want to use my resources. I want to use my talents. I want to do that. Would you just pray with me? Let's see your hands. Yeah. So, Lord, I just pray for all these that raised their hands this morning. Father, I pray for those who just need a vision of what you want to do with their lives, to know that they're not just here, but you have a plan for their lives. Lord, would you give visions of what you want families to look like and how you want to use them? Lord, visions of what marriages should look like. Visions of, of how you want to use us. Lord, help those of us who kind of get isolated. To remember, we're part of something bigger. We need to invest in something bigger than ourselves. And Lord, also help us not just to be comfortable, but to advance the kingdom. And use our gifts and our talents and our resources wisely. Lord, help us today to build your kingdom and have a vision for what you want to do with us. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to close out with a song. If you'd like someone to pray with you, you can come up to the front. Someone will meet you here and pray with you. If you have a need, you're welcome to come up. Someone will meet you here and pray with you. Let's sing together.